Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Parapod with your hosts, the man that got 18 votes in Alabama, started his own party (laughs) (laughs) called Marky Mark and the Fooky Punch. It's Mark. Howdy there, listeners. What's up? And me, the unofficial president of the universe of the weenies. The, pre- the universe of the weenies. The weeniverse. The weeniverse. The weeniverse. The expanded weeniverse. <laughs> There's so many directions we can go in. My name's Owen. How are you doing all today? Uh, we are recording this on the day on on the fourth, so day after election day. You know things are pretty. Don't know about you, Matt, but I'm still sweating. I am pumping. Still pumping. <laughs> Very tired. It's a long night. A complete waste of time as well. Nothing happened. <laughs> have to wait another week, you know. Yeah, what a shame. By the time this is out there, they'll probably have a president at that stage. It'd be like a military junta. Yeah, like I mean, the civil war the had already started. Yeah, yeah. We're just there, like, yeah, the election was yesterday. Actually, no, maybe this thing doesn't even get posted because we all get nuked. <laughs> yeah, the internet gets cut off. Maybe it could happen. You know, it's you all a possibility. Know. Those Americans, love those Americans, those. Damn Americans. Shout out to our American listeners, by the way. <laughs> yeah, jeez, 9%. Oof. Love it. Jesus. Mental. Uh, They're very consistent. Yeah, they actually are very consistent. So <laughs> I wish they <laughs> I wish they contacted us to let us know. <laughs> yeah, like they're just there in the darkness listening just, to us. Yeah, it's probably the CIA like the or something, man. Maybe. It's definitely some sort of, it's some sort of DARPA project, you know? They're just listening into us. You just see me try and go back to Canada. We're just stopped at the border. We're never seen again. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever. Yeah, it's like, what happened, at the what happened to Owen America? It's like, oh, the power pod. It, it got them done. <laughs> <laughs> Trump really likes the MCU. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's Donald Trump listening in. I love your stuff, guys. <laughs> Amazing the stuff, guys. <laughs> Exquisite. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> besides uh, watching the presidential election, what you been up to this week? Uh, I watched a few movies, did a few things. Just a sort of, it's more of a layabout week than anything, you know? Mm. You know? Um, I feel you. You know, I just watched. Uh, I watched what this movie on Halloween. Me, oh, I just on Halloween. What yeah. did I do on Halloween? I sat in. I just did nothing. Did you watch films on Halloween or what you do? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. I remember there's loads of fireworks going off. But actually, I don't remember anything about. I don't remember anything about this week at all. I remember a few movies. <laughs> I, it's like a memory hole. I, I just don't know anything. But I don't know where I'm going. It's that third um, week of lockdown, man. I tell you. Yeah, time has like no meaning sink. anymore. Yeah, it's a time sink. I did. I got got around to a few movies. I watched this thing called uh, Dead Man with Johnny Depp. Oh yeah, is that good? It is. It is. It's really intriguing. I've had that on my list for ages. Yeah, it's it's um it's on YouTube, so it's pretty accessible. Oh sweet. And it's a film by Jim Jarmusch, which I think is how you pronounce his name. He's he's like famous, but I've never watched any of his movies. Yeah, um, he has like uh, love, only lovers left alive, uh, which is apparently really good. That's on movie, but uh, he directed this in like the mid nineties. Uh, mm. Johnny Depp is like this sort of like rogue uh, character in like the American West, um, 
but like he's really unassuming. He's not like a swashbuckling kind of character. He's just like he turns into this. I don't really know what my interpretation of the movie was because I watched it in like a, a haze. Maybe it was Halloween that I watched it. Is but, it a uh, weird film? Is it or is it like kind of straightforward? It is. It's really weird. Oh, yeah, okay. It's like weird things happen. Um, another way we're talking about it, there's like no Native Americans in American cinema. It's like th- yeah. this film is. Uh, it like distinguishes between it's the only film I've seen where they distinguish between uh, different tribes of Native Americans, and the the, the main Na- Native American in it, it's a guy called Nobody, that's his name or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like he's actually Native American. Um, I think his name's Gary Farmer or something. Gary Farmer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's one of those strange names. But it's set in like the Wild West, so like just as they're like sort of compete completing the the genocide, and that's sort of part of the story. Just like kind nobody. of completing a genocide. Do you know how it be? <laughs> yeah, just finishing it up. Is at the end of the day, um, and nobody is this guy who's like who was abducted uh, as a kid and sent over to England, and that's who he knows. Uh, like his comport, like the way he handles himself, is very like I don't know. I don't know how you, you describe it. It's it's it just seems like a normal like a normal person. There's there's no way to describe that properly. But he he seems like a a Western <laughs> or like an Anglo the way he yeah, like, yeah, handles yeah, himself. Yeah. Um, but then he returned to his tribe and they rejected him because he was he had been sort of brainwashed, I suppose, to this uh, old col- world way, way of life. colonialized. Yeah, he got col- colonized a bit. So then he, he's, uh, he, he's like, I was forced, I'm forced to wander the earth uh, uh, as nobody, speaking to no one and stuff like that. Uh, and Johnny Depp like follows him around and uh, they get up to some crazy hijinks. It's all in black and white as well. Iggy Pop is in yeah, it yeah. at some point. I was thinking... Because I remember seeing the, the cover for it, and I was like, oh, this is a black and white film. Cool. But I haven't... Mm. Like, is it violent or anything? Or It's not really violent, no. People is die. It, People get shot. Is stuff. it a slow movie, but, is it? No, nah, it's pretty short as well. Or I felt like it was pretty short. I'm pretty sure this thing is like two hours. Or like, a little bit over two hours. I had a good clip to it, you know. Like, I didn't... I never felt bored. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Um... It looks like like from the poster, I was like, "That looks like a boring fucking film." <laughs> but I want to watch it because I've heard, I've heard it's amazing. I've heard it's really, really good. Yeah, it's a cool take on because westerns are usually just like uh, glorification of the west of America, like <laughs> yeah, stuff like the searchers, you know, just like it's all about the old world conquering the new. But mm. this is more like it's more a sensitive treatment of it. And um, Johnny Depp's character is called William Blake, uh, and nobody. Nobody confuses him or, like, intentionally sort of uh, obfuscates the uh, the boundaries between Johnny Depp's character and the actual writer, William Blake, like, the poet. Yeah. So, like, he draws in all these different motifs from uh, Blake's poetry and, like, quotes different lines and stuff like that. And uh, it's a really weird mix. It's like a psychedelic mix, almost. So it's like an acid western more than a, a conventional sort of cops and robbers story. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. It's... It's on YouTube there to watch, so well worth a look. That's so handy. Yeah, I miss shit like that. I miss those, like, I remember watching Project X on YouTube years ago. And it can be kind of hard to find films like that. I remember looking up, like, full movies on YouTube. And it's just these, like, fucking, like, Scandinavian, like, Bollywood films and, like, Nollywood yeah. films that you're never going to ever <laughs> fucking hear of. And it's like, I'm not, I'm not going to fucking just click this this two-hour-long film on just to see what it's like with <laughs> captions that aren't, that are, like, auto-generated, so they might not even be right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's another thing, actually, in, uh, in Dead Man. Like, there's parts where they converse in uh, native languages. And there's different native languages that show up. 
so it's not just like one particular tribes um, mm. but like they purposely don't subtitle anything so you don't know what they're saying um, apparently there's like in jokes and like uh, like cultural Native American cultural references thrown into the, the dialogue for that's cool. uh, for their lines but like you don't you, like you know a western viewer someone who doesn't understand the language wouldn't get any of it you just see yeah, their body I, language yeah that's I never even like because like obviously it was a thing but that's like the first time that I ever thought like Oh yeah, obviously Native American tribes would not speak the same language as each other. <laughs> yeah, they all spoke. They all just spoke Native American. They yeah, spoke, they just spoke American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's loads of different languages. Yeah, I got a weird. Uh, so I've been watching weird tie-in to Johnny Depp in your movie, right? I watched uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula during the week. Have you ever seen it? The one with Gary Oldman in it. Yeah, I've never seen it now. Um, so the weird tie-in is that uh, Keanu Reeves is in this movie, but uh, Francis Ford Coppola originally wanted uh, Johnny Depp to play his role, and uh, I really wish he did because Keanu Reeves' accent is fucking horrendous. Is it the English accent? Oh, uh, he's they literally like, to do. oh, my, there's like a bit where he's like, I know where the bastard sleeps. <laughs> like he's not good <laughs> in it at all. But Gary Oldman fucking makes up for it because Gary Holman is fucking amazing at it. He's so good. He's, he's Dracula, is he? Yeah, yeah he is Dracula. And like, mm-hmm. I, uh, I, because like, I remember we were talking about like a while ago and I was like, oh, I need to watch that movie. And then I, a, a video came up uh, on my YouTube about it. I was like, oh, I'll watch this. And I didn't, I, like, if I didn't watch the video, I would not know about this. That, um, all the, uh, all the special effects were done in camera or like manipulating the camera footage it's not like cgi or anything like that so mm. like there's like famously like uh the um the the shadow of dracula doesn't move the way that he moves and the way they they the way that they did that was that they just had another guy standing there and they manipulated the lights and he was dressed up as like the same costume moving differently to gary oldman but like there's no shadow to gary oldman because of the way that they mm. did the lights and stuff like that. And um, it's really fucking cool. It's really, really cool. Like, it's uh, the whole idea was that it was um, using special effects of uh, the early 1900s, where when this is meant to be set. And, you know, they're talking about in the film about, like, uh, the emergence. There's, like, a bit where, like, uh, Dracula's going off to uh, to London, and he's... Um, well, actually, I didn't realize this. That most of the film is actually takes place in London. Like Dracula's just chilling out in London for most of the film. Mm. Um, and uh, what's her name? Winona Ryder is in it as well. And the two of them are uh, kind of like at a circus, like fair. Uh, what's the one looking for? Not a circus. A um, carnival. Like a traveling entertainment thing. A circus. Maybe this is yeah. Maybe circus is the right word. I thought there was another. Anyway, yeah, circus. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was a different word for it, but I, at a circus, whatever, and uh, they're, like, talking about, like, um, about film, and they're like, oh, yeah, the glory of science, and someone's just like, oh, it won't, it won't go that far, like, it won't become, like, a huge thing, because they won't be able to do that much with it, and he's like, oh, I see what you're doing, Francis Ford Coppola, I see what you're talking about there, <laughs> but, like, the whole thing is that, like, the special effects that they're seeing in, uh, in the cinema, like, Dracula and, uh, well, not right. I can't remember her character's name, but what the special effects that they see in the cinema within the film are the same techniques that are being used by the film itself to make its special effects. So it's pretty oh. cool, like that. Um, and yeah, it's just a, it's just a, 
it's a really colorful uh really nicely shot well acted spooky old film and like you know uh dracula like he has like transformations in the film like a like he turns into like this bat monster thing and it's like you know it's all practical effects it's really cool i liked oh, it really yeah. it's on movie yeah. it's on netflix oh is it all right yeah i recommend and it's like it's two hours long um but uh i didn't realize that like i assume it's the same in the book that dracula just goes to to london i i can only it's, assume that that's what it is well, he's like he's trying to buy property in london that's what that's the premise isn't it yeah but like in the in the film it's like he's trying to buy he wants he's buying property for whatever reason and um that's actually never i don't think that's ever explained but he ends up going to london because uh <clears throat> he sees um renona like Keanu Reeves and renona Ryder are like you know a thing in the film and uh he sees a photo of Renona Ryder and he, she looks exactly like his lover. Cause like this is the start of the film, whatever. Like the reason why he became Dracula was because his lover died. And he's just like, I forsake you God and all this shit. Right. And, uh, <laughs> <Poor> <laughs> it's like, that's who, <laughs> poor, but, who cares? Dracula is like a fuck. He's actually like a tragic, uh, figure in the film. Like he, yeah, you kind of do empathize with him because it's like, man, you like, cause the whole thing is like at the start of the film is like, he's, he's fighting on, on the behalf of God. Dracula's. And he blames, like, as a human. Oh, okay. Like, before he turns, he doesn't turn into, like, a vampire. He's, like, a normal dude. He's, like, a warrior. And uh, he's, like, doing all this heinous, fucked up shit for God. And he's fighting all these battles. And then he, his, uh, his fiance kills herself because she thinks that he died. And he's just like, I've forsaken you, God. I did all this t- for you. I fucking impaled people on spikes for you. What the fuck? Mm. And then he turns into, you know, Dracula. Yeah. Or Dracul, as he's referred to in the film. And uh, Anthony uh, Hopkins is in the film as well. Who's he? Who's he playing? Van Helsing. Ah, legend. Yeah. They do actually really, actually, that reminds me. They do a really cool bit where, like, there's, like, a female uh, vampire. And when she's killed, they use a fucking, like, a crucifix to get her, like, back into the coffin. And they just like reversed the footage, so like it looks really weird the way that she's like moving backwards and gets back into the coffin. Oh, it looks right. like really, really unnatural, and it's like it's cool because you know, like obviously, like she's getting all fucked up because of the crucifix and stuff like that. But it's cool. Yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. Coppola added again. Yeah, like Coppola, they just using like really cool camera techniques and uh, weird ideas and stuff like that. But some of the stuff like there's a shot of like um. Of uh, Keanu Reeves going through like in the, in the train, and in the outside, it's like the like he's reading like a letter from Dracula or something, and uh, the outside looks like like hell, like there's fires and like shit like that, and then Dracula's eyes are starting to appear in the in the clouds, and like knowing that like it wasn't CGI, I'm just like I don't know how they did that. How is that not CGI? Yeah, no, I'm just like I don't know how you manipulated the. Uh, the, the, the film itself to make that it's so weird because mm. it because they like restricted because it isn't cgi like that was the whole thing and like it lo- and it looks cool as fuck it looks really cool it has a is really that nice is effect. that on the poster is that like i feel like i see i remember an image of that like yeah I, I assume it's a it's a really famous shot because mm. i don't know how they did it i have no idea how they did it <laughs> mm. the simpsons one as well is great as well the simpsons parody remember that one 
Yeah, yeah, Mr. yeah. Mr. Burns yeah. is the vampire. <laughs> that's the only reason I know about that movie. That's how I found out about the film as well, because I didn't know that that was, you know, Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm. Um, and he does, he does move, like, he doesn't walk, like, he just, like, glides towards you and stuff like that. <laughs> it's really cool. And is there, like, they do, like, loads of uh, cool bits, like, let you know that this dude is fucking evil. Like, he, uh, there's a bit where, like, his shadow goes across... Like a bunch of flowers, and the flowers die. Ah, <laughs> uh, here, that's a bit heavy-handed. Yeah, like that, 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 that's, that's how like evil this dude is. This guy's so evil. Look at the flowers. That's cool. So, uh, always welcome for a good, for a good uh, Dracula retelling. You know, such a cool story. It is a cool story, and especially this one, I recommend it. The pacing, I thought at one stage was a bit weird because I was like I didn't know what was going on at one stage like I was really confused because <laughs> at one point Keanu Reeves goes into a room and starts having an orgy with three vampires and I was like is this a dream but it wasn't a dream like it was actually happening what? and it threw me it threw me off because like the way that it's shot and the way that like it comes out of nowhere like he just goes into a room and he starts hearing voices. I was like, oh, this is a dream or whatever. Because he's like, he's getting all fucked up by like Dracula's uh, evilness. And then it turns out to be actually real. I was like, wait, what? And then <laughs> and then uh, he, um, and then it just cuts to Dracula like going to London. I was like, wait, what the fuck? And then he's in London. And then people are, uh, it's just, if you watch the film, like that like sequence from like Keanu Reeves having an orgy with three vampires to like when the story like settles down it's really quick and it's like i found it really confusing i was like what the fuck is going on <laughs> yeah yeah fuck that yeah that sounds a bit weird I, especially because i was really confused because like how come he's not a vampire because he gets bitten by the vampires and stuff like that and it's only later like fucking an hour later do they explain why because it's that you have to drink the blood of a vampire as well as them to drink your blood it's like a sex thing. Oh. But they don't explain that until like near like nearly towards the end of the film. And I was so confused, like during that whole thing, it's like, oh that means Keanu Reeves is a vampire now. And then he wasn't. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Is this a dream? <laughs> so you have to you have to consent to being a vampire in this. Kind of. Like Basically like, you have to you have to drink their blood. Yeah, but like Dracula turns another Dracula drinks the blood of a girl in it and also like basically like forces his blood into her mouth or whatever because she's like she's walking away she's like oh I tasted his blood and then she turns into a vampire later on so like she didn't oh. she didn't consent she didn't consent bro <laughs> <laughs> Dracula just got me too oh man there's a bit later on in the film where like Renona Ryder is like wanting to uh to like you know to become a vampire Mm. Let me tell you, the film makes it very fucking clear that this is like, you know, this is a sex thing. And <laughs> they're getting a lot of enjoyment out of turning into a vampire and stuff like that. Because, oh my fucking God, the moaning and the like, the grunts that are made out of the two of them. And like later, like when the girl earlier on in the film is turning into a vampire, she's like proper, like making orgasm noises. <laughs> Jesus. And uh, Gary Oldman, Gary Oldman ha- has his cum face on when uh, when Renona Ryder's drinking his blood. It's 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 sensual, man. That's all I'm gonna say. Dracula's cum face, good gravy. Yeah, it sounds. Right. This sounds titillating. 
you know? Very good film, though. Oh, definitely recommend... watch this. Stick it's not even like a spooky film or anything. It's like, it kind of, you know, I watched it just before, I watched it on Friday, so like the day before Halloween. And, uh, you know, it set the tone, but, uh, you know, it's a film that you can really, you can watch whenever. It's mm. not like, you know, it's not exclusively a spooky movie. Yeah, I'm going to watch after this. Besides, uh, Dead Man, what else did you, you said you were watching a short film or something, what was it? I watched, uh, you know, Malcolm Glazer, the guy did Under the Skin. Yes. He did, is it Malcolm Glazer or is that the United owner? It's something like, yeah, it's something like that. Something I think no, it's something, it's something, it is, or Matthew, it's something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, he did a short film. It's on, it's on movie as well. I just saw a movie. It's only seven minutes long. It's called The Fall. Um, he says it's about fascism, according mm. to an article I read. He says it's something to do with Trump, but it's like... Uh, when did it come out? Uh, 2017. It was broadcast ah, yes, on the BBC yes. without warning after like a football match or something like that. Um, what the and fuck? There's, there's no credits. Go? No credits. Uh, no sign of where it was from. Or like... It's a pretty intense uh, seven minutes. It's basically a lynching where it's all these guys in masks uh, wearing like hockey masks, basically. Or they're all in yeah. like uh, theater masks. And there's one guy who has like a sad face. And the rest have like angry faces. And the guy in the sad face is uh, shaking out of a tree. And uh, they grab him and uh, hang him from a, a gallows. And Jesus. Uh, when he drops through, when he drops through the hatch and like falls down, it's not just a straight drop. Like, the rope is like, I don't know, like a hundred meters long, and it's it's a drop, a straight drop down into like this hole that just keeps going. And uh, after he drops, it's just it's just a shot of the gallows and the rope like spinning, like really high pitched noise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, against the the frame of the gallows uh, as it's dropping down. And uh, it stays on that shot for about 80, 80 90 seconds. Uh, and then you find out, and then it, like, it suddenly stops. And you're like, oh, shit. Because like, it's hard to tell what it is at first. And then you're like, oh, shit, the gallows. Yeah. Like, he's, just been, he's just been hanged. But then uh, you find out that he's uh, he somehow survived the drop. And he's uh, at the bottom of this hole. And you can only barely see the light at the top. And uh, he starts climbing up, like using his his arms and like he's basically naked, just like sort of like against the the slippery walls, like this. It's almost like a well, and he's like trying to climb up, uh, and there's like no footing that he can grab onto, um, and you're just like, oh look, like this is this is gonna take ages, and then it just cuts, and that's it. What you know? the fuck? It's something about. Uh, the, when, the fall when, into fascism or something. Uh, no, like when things decay, when things. Or how I read it was like when things get bad, it's a lot, it's a, a much longer slog up than it is to fall down. You know, it's much easier to fall than it is to climb back up. Yeah, it's a very very simple movie. It's pretty, pretty uh, intense though. I liked it. I especially like the masks because there's no need to go into character or anything like that. It's just like like these icons and like this one guy gets thrown into this awful situation, and you feel pretty you feel yeah. bad for him obviously because he's he's just been lynched. The feeling you get at the bottom of the hole is like so. It's like, as a viewer, you're like, "Oh, this is gonna be," like you feel really bad for him, but you're also like, "It's gonna take ages for him to climb out of this thing." Yeah. And then you realize, "Oh, like that's the end. Like that's the point of the movie." That's the end of. Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I definitely watch it because it's seven minutes, so I might as well. I like. Ah, oh, man, I fucking love Under the Skin as well, so I'll definitely give that a watch. Um, I've been using movie a lot recently, just like flicking through and just watching films that are just there. Mm. Because, you know, I think movie has, like, the best uh, collection of films at the moment because there's loads of weird shit that you're not going to find anywhere else. 
Yeah. Like the fucking like some of the films I've seen on movie are just, they're never ever going to be on Netflix. No, it has all this weird stuff from Brazil. It's like Indonesia. I haven't watched any of them, yeah. but like you never find them. You never none of us would ever hear about those movies unless they're on movie. Yeah. You know. Yeah, cuz you're never they're never ever going to come to Netflix and they're never going to be on like fucking Amazon Prime mm. or you know, what any fucking site but because movie is like for that you're going to get those weird fucking films. Yeah. I wish that they had slightly more um like weird classics, but you know, mm. they have a few. They got a few of them. Yeah. Like they got Fellaini stuff and uh you know, stuff like that. Yeah, they had a good Halloween selection there as well. Mm, they did. They definitely did. It's like it's a good service. I think it's definitely worth. You know, we have it for free because you know we did that little <laughs> that little scheming thing. We're like, yeah, yeah. We scammed them. Yeah. Yeah, we go to we go to college and we're not done until twenty twenty five. Yeah. They close that loophole. Yeah, tragic. Well, I think I I think it is definitely worth it just to give it give it a trial and have a look at what they have, mm. uh, especially if you're into the weirder films. It's, it's only yeah, fifty euro a year. Uh, that's their offer. Fifty euro a year. Their that latest is, offer. That is that is worth it. Fifty euro for for the selection they have, so that you're never gonna find anywhere else. They have um, I want to watch the TV show, but they have uh, uh, a short film of uh, killing and a short film of love, which are um, uh, like extended versions of uh, episodes of Decalogue. Do you know that TV yeah, show? Yeah, Decalogue. Yeah, you're telling me about it. Um. But uh, I want to watch the TV show and then watch the films. But they have the two films on it. Like, they have a short film of Killing and a short film about Love. Um, which is cool because they're films that I'm like, oh, I'm never going to find them anywhere. And then they're just sitting there on movie. <laughs> it's cool. You know what? Uh, remember I blacked out about Halloween. Actually, I remember what I was doing Halloween. I watched The Hills Have Eyes, which is on movie right yes. now. Yes. Is it good? It is. It is good. It's like, it's less gory than the the, the new one. It's like... It's not that... Uh, I haven't seen the new one, but I know that the new I, one's like really fucked I, up. Yeah, I've never seen it, but yeah, I'm the same. Like, I've heard all these weird, like horrible stories about it. I've read the plot summary, and it's like, I'm like, mm. it's not really for me, I don't think. But uh, this one isn't really... It doesn't lean into all that stuff. Like, there are hor- horrible things happening in it, but it's like... It's not gratuitous, really. The one in the, the, the new one has like a scene where some guy gets like... Someone like dies in a port because they're covered in shit, and like they've sliced open their... They're like they're covered in cuts and they're they die of like blood poison. It's just like there's like what the fuck. It's way too convoluted. Uh, you know, it's just like it's like saw kind of gore. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, this one is like it's really fucked up, but it's it's just a good watch. It's it's pretty straight to the point. It's not that long either. Um, and no, it has, it's like, only like an hour and a half. It has the whole sort of uh, Texas Chainsaw vibe. Like there's the, sort mm. of these uh, these themes of fate. I don't know. I just feel like. I can't remember why, but I remember I, I felt like this is a lot like Texas Chainsaw at the start. I was gonna ask that because I, I, it gives off similar vibes to Texas Chainsaw. I think it's just like the grittiness and dirtiness of like how it was shot and like the, where they are and stuff like that that gives yeah, it off. Yeah, the fact that but it's, it does... it's bright as well. It's always bright in the movie, yeah. Except for one one sequence, which is a uh, you know hadn't been done or isn't usually done in horror movies. Yeah, normally that's like doesn't really happen. Like mids, geez, Midsummer gets fucking acclaimed for having that idea. <laughs> yeah, so it's been done, it's been done, and uh, but there's you know the main guy with the fucked up head, uh, like one yes. of the inbred. Yeah, he's supposed to be inbred in the movie. He's like, like he expect he's gonna be like the big bad or whatever. Like he's the king, 
He's like living out in the hills or whatever. But he's, he's just, on he's the just, fucking. He's he's on the cover and all. He's like the most iconic character. Yeah, he just shows up and he's like he starts fucking stuff up straight away, and he's like he, he he's perfectly like coherent character as well. Like he he's he's almost the smartest of the bunch, um, which is bizarre. And the whole origin yeah. story of uh of this like the whole point is like I can't remember his name, but he's like there's like this gas station owner, and he had this this son who was like a complete wild. Like a wild card, like he was just a loose cannon. A wild child. He was a wild child, and it's uh, so, like he, he couldn't keep him uh, on a leash. And one day he burned down his gaff, and your man's daughter, baby daughter, was inside. And he's like, "I knew he did it. I knew he did it, but I couldn't prove it." And uh, he beat him, and then the wild child ran off into the hills. And uh, he's like, "I know to this day he's out there somewhere. He's no reason to suspect this." And he's explaining <laughs> he's explaining all this to. Uh, the father of the family who'd been stranded, who got like stuck out in the desert. And yeah. This, this father, this this guy's walked out for a few miles and found this gas station, and he's like, "I know he's out there somewhere." And then out of nowhere, behind him, the fucking the wild child, grown up, reaches in through the window, just grabs him. Like there's, there's no real lead up to it. It's so it's it's pretty comical <laughs> the way they do it. He's just like, "Ah oh, shit!" And it just kills him straight away. And then uh, they fuck up the dad as well. Just when he's talking about him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know he's out there somewhere. It's like, how many nights did he do that? Like, how many hundreds of times did he say that? Just waiting. <laughs> I know he's out there, man. And he's... I know you're out there. And, <laughs> and, uh, and they, they kill the dad and really, like... I don't, I'm pretty spoiling this. It's only uh, the start of the film, so... Yeah, this is basically the start of the movie. But they kill the dad as well. It's It's fucked up. And uh, then they torment the family because they're they're still stranded out in the desert. And uh, they have a baby. A baby is involved as well, which is really something that really stuck out to me in terms of horror because they never usually involve that sort of stuff. And uh, like nothing terrible happens to the baby, but there's that that looming threat the entire time. And uh, like there's a scene where they're in, they're all in the trailer, and things have kicked off, and uh, they're like the girls are carrying in the corner. And uh, one of the inbred guys rushes off like a table, and a cloth falls down, and they see you see the baby in the crib, and it's just like this moment of like absolute like just dread, dread, just even yeah. as a viewer, it's just it's fucked up. But uh, it's like oh fuck yeah, no, like, oh, <laughs> fucking hell. But yeah, it's good. It's well worth a watch. I give it. I definitely give it a go because you know Wes Craven. I like his stuff, so mm. it's definitely worth a worth a go. Um, speaking of, are they cannibals in, uh, in, uh, Hills of Eyes? Yeah, yeah. Cannibals. Well, speaking of cannibals, I watched a cannibal movie myself. I watched, um, Cannibal Holocaust. Do you know anything about this film? They put the guy, the director on trial, didn't they? For obscenity, yes. For, uh, obscenity, yeah. And he had to prove that he didn't actually kill the cast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it, is it realistic, yeah? No. No? <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> right, I think, right, so um, for those people that don't know, Cannibal Holocaust is a film that came out 19... It's 1980. 1980, okay, go on. 1980. Um, and it is like one of the first found footage films. Uh, and I think that's why people, you know, people at the start, and I saw, I think that like, you know, it doesn't look real by today's standards, but I think back in the day, um, people kind of fell for it. 
but like it's a, like it's a notorious film for being like really really violent and uh, really fucked up and it is all those things but the film uh besides the things has like a kind of a message but this film has brain damage so that the fucking message is destroyed <laughs> what's the message oh uh, the message is like Alright, so full spoilers for this film. No one's going to watch this film. Alright, this is another, like, you mm. know, one of the most disturbing films of all time. I don't recommend that you watch it. It's on movie. That's why I watched it. Uh, they also actually do, they kill, like, they really kill the animals in the film. Mm, they kill the turtle, isn't it? Oh, man, they decapitate that tur- turtle mm. and rip its shell open. And it's all real. Like, they actually did That's that. That's bad, And uh, monkeys get their heads cut off. They shot a pig. And uh, they fucked up a tarantula and a snake as well. Um, but uh, the turtle scene is really fucked up. But I wasn't sure because like I was watching the film and um, alright. So I was watching the film right, and the first like forty five minutes or so is like a pretty standard film. You know, it's like shot normally or whatever. And I was like, oh, I thought the whole film was found footage, but okay, no, it's not. And uh, the like the st- the structure of the film is really cool because the way that the film starts is like a kind of like a TV show. And they're like, oh, four brave Americans went off into the Amazon to uh, document cannibal tribes. And they never came back. And America, as a country, we remember these heroes for their bravery. Mm. And then it cuts to, like, this guy uh, that's... And it's like a TV, like, it's as if, like, we're watching the TV show. It's not like and people are, you know, it's like we're watching this TV show. And then it cuts the... Well, the document, like, the TV show that we're watching, it's like, oh, yeah, this guy went off and found them. And then it cuts to him going off and trying to find them. And uh, he never finds them, but he finds the uh, the tape. And then the film cuts between us watching the tape and them talking about the tape, if you know what I mean, right? Mm. And it's a cool structure, like the way that they did it. Especially because, like, you know, this is like one of the first found footage films and it's interesting to see how the genre itself kind of found its footing in this film. Found um, its footage. Nice one. <laughs> um yes. But it's it's because like, it's an interesting part where like you know the uh, like we're watching the the found footage of like you know the camera crew that went off and they're like talking over it because they're watching it as well. But then it like it seeps in past that like um, framing to where we're just watching the film. If you know what I mean. Mm. Um, and it's cool. Now you know I don't. One of the problems that I have with like Diary of the Dead, which is another found footage film, is that it has music. And this film also has music, even though it's a found footage film. But, you know, I give this film a bit of slack because it's, you know, one of the first ones. And, uh, you know, it's kind of more forgiving. Um, So, like, I think like that's like kind of the most interesting part about the film is that the structure and the framing of the film is easily like the coolest thing about this film. Everything else in this film is fucking shite. <laughs> mm. Is there? Isn't there? There's a part where like a girl gets impaled on, like a stake, isn't there? Yeah. Um. There's a few things like that. Like this film has like a lot of like really unnecessary violence, and it doesn't really add anything to the narrative or anything. Like the first time mm. that we come across the tribe is. The guys, are, the guy that's going out to like find the people, he's like sitting on the bank with like his like guide and like two other dudes, <clears throat> and we see uh, a like tribal guy come in and he has a woman and he proceeds to. Okay, so I think we should maybe. 
He proceeds to do what you know you. Ex- he proceeds to do what you think he's gonna do with a with a a cylinder like rock, <laughs> and then beats the woman <laughs> over the head <laughs> with it. And it's just like, why uh. is this? why like just why is this going on they didn't like you didn't need to have this the way that he finds them he could have just had him stumbling upon the tribal men and they just follow him that way like it's just unnecessary and then this only progresses to more unnecessary violence and there's a lot of rape in this film <laughs> there's a lot of rape in this film and it's just not needed there's an abortion scene for no reason whatsoever it's the exploitation thing isn't it you know yeah but like you know what like you remember that conversation we were having about with the uh, irreversible and like the extremity and stuff like that. Yeah. And how that like added to the film's narrative. Like if this film had a better me- like the message of the film is like this camera crew are going in and they're being told like we're being told as the viewer like great Americans that are going in great documentarians and stuff like that. And we find out that like they stage their uh, documentaries so when they come across like one of the smaller tribes they round up they have their guns and all and they round up all the people into a hut and then they set the hut on fire and they're gonna they're gonna stage it afterwards like um one of the other tribes came in and like massacred them all mm. and that's it that is the entire message for the next 40 minutes that the is what sh- the message being like you know Oh, the West lies about about their uh, involve, involvement in colonialism and they try and frame it as something else. Like, mm. that's the message. And it's a cool message. But that's it. And we see that message played out in different, more fucked up scenarios for the next 40 minutes. And it's never expanded upon beyond that point. Beyond, yeah, colonialism is really fucked up. And like, yeah, it's cool. Me- like, yeah, it's right. But, you know... When you're portraying such brutal acts of violence, I would like if you kind of threw in a bit more to think about, other mm. than because it's just surface level, and they they draw attention to it so many times in the film. Like the last fucking lines of the film is the guy coming out with a fucking pipe, and he's just like, "In the end, I wonder who the real cannibals were." And it's like, "Just fuck you. <laughs> you're not smart at all." <laughs> Is that actually is that a line? That is the final line of the film. Is that the line? That's the line. In the end, I wondered, I wondered who the real cannibals were. Yeah, that's deep. That's deep, bro. Deep, bro. Thank you Damn. for beating me over the head with your fucking message. Is this one of those Italian movies? It is an Italian film. Yes, <laughs> it is. Man, those Italians. What were they, what were they doing in the seventies? You know, like you know that you know that movie. I think we might have done it in the class, like Africa Adio. No. It's like that sort of genre, but it's about... It's just set in Africa instead. and uh, But the message is... Like, it opens with, like, a narration or, like, a title card. And it's like, um, Europe has abandoned its uh, its favorite child. Europe has abandoned Africa, basically. And now we need to save it again. And the message uh. is, they've turned into savages now that we've abandoned them. Uh, but, like, there's, like, a, there's another sort of, like, anti-colonialist mm. aspect to it um but it's basically like we didn't do it right the last time we gotta help him again you know Jesus it's like christ it's like it was decried as like even at the time it was decried as like a fascist uh, it like a, extremely racist fascist movie and they were just like ah you know what we mean you know the italians are great for that stuff you know yeah. just like being so like i don't know obnoxiously like 
tone deaf about those things. Like, this film is obnoxious, and it's complete. Like, right, so, after they burn down the village, two characters, a man and a woman, just start having sex right in front of, like, all the tribes people. And you're, like, you're you're watching it, and you're just... <laughs> the first thought I had is, how did anyone think that this is real? <laughs> how did anyone yeah. believe that, like, these people actually died or any sort of harm? But anyway, um... The, uh, they start having sex and then like it's like zooms out and you realize like oh the tribe people are literally right there as like you know these two white people are fucking after burning them the village i get what you're saying but why is the camera guy one of their mates just recording this and why are they recording any of this why are they incriminating themselves like this what well, they they're literally like because they're, they're burning down the village so it's like why are they doing that and then one character just shouts oh but frame it like the fucking tree people did it or some shit like that like they're called like the enemy tribe the tree people they're called like that's a bit on the nose they're like called like whatever whatever name they're called the tree people like that's what they're called throughout the film all right and it's just like okay thank you for shouting that out to me as the viewer because you did not explain in any <laughs> fucking way beforehand you had to tell me what these characters are doing instead of just showing it <laughs> yeah that sounds a bit grim and the first 45 minutes is fucking boring how long is this movie an hour and a half 45 minutes of a snooze fest and then the next 45 minutes super hyper violence and a terrible, like, terribly told message, and it's not well acted, it's not well shot, nothing, and you're, like, you're constantly asking yourself, like, why are you doing this? Like, this is a stage where, like, they get, like, a tribes one, and they start, they begin to rape her, and they're recording themselves raping her, and the girl is, like, more concerned about, like, you know, oh, you're wasting the footage, as opposed to the actual woman that's, you know, being raped, and like, oh, yeah, I, I, I get it, I get what you're doing here film but why are they recording this why are they doing any of this shit it doesn't make any sense mm. it made a uh, 200 million dollars in box office i don't know i think it's literally just like this film has nothing so they just made a controversial and that's all that it has going it the only thing it has going for it is controversy and like even like now nowadays you know the gore and stuff like, there's a few bits of gore that's like you know uh, like pretty fucked up and like pretty good mm. but like it's only fucked up because it like just brutalizes women like women in this film get fucked up and it's disturbing on that level do you not think it's like a it's a commentary no not at None all it, no no i don't yeah. think so at all i don't i don't know but i was just reading i was just reading the wikipedia article and they're like retrospectives have uh commented on its uh its views on ethics and journalism and exploitation of women in developing countries. Yeah, like that's, but that's like yeah, the whole that's thing. About, is, that seems like it is the journalism thing. Like that's like you know the whole thing with mm. the documentary. But they just beat you over the head with that. So like they are constantly bringing it up, and the whole like like you know like exploitation of women stuff. I don't know what the point is because the film ends with the white woman being gang raped by like all the like all the tribes people and then the film like just like then the the guy with the camera gets killed and he doesn't do anything because he's just like shooting it and i guess like you know the point is like oh yeah he's not gonna help his friend because you know the film the filmmaking is more important and stuff like that but he gets killed and then the whole thing like 
with the outside of like the found footage of like that that narrative going on the other narrative that's going on is that like these people are watching the film because they're like they want to they want to publish it and they want to make it like an actual like feature length uh, film and one guy's like no this is really fucked up and went on we can't show people this and in the end they decide to burn the film and no one ever finds out what happened so that these people that did all this really fucked up shit just go down as like heroes of america and like great documentarians even though they did all this fucked up shit and they've been mm. constantly doing this fucked up shit like that's cool man me- that's a cool message yeah i get it but you just like that's it and like the fucking the way that you explain it is brain dead <laughs> it's mm. it's so stupid and i don't think there is something about like i re- i don't know if there is really or like this narrative but like you know how women are portrayed and stuff like that because no character ever talks about it whatsoever and i think that like if the film did intend on doing something like that it would have brought it up because every other message in the film is yeah. directly <laughs> talked about by the characters <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like an interesting, uh, interesting flick. I I probably won't watch it. I don't like that sort of stuff. But... No, I don't recommend it at all. Like I was only mm. if I hadn't because I've seen Martyrs, so I'm like you know I'm you know yeah. I can I can deal with you know hyper violence. I can get I can get by that. I think Hostel is like Hostel being like one of those films. Hostel is dog shit. Hostel is like on the same level for me as this film. But at least Hostel is like a little more subtle with its like story about like class and like you know the rich being able to do whatever they want. At least Hostel has that. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, I can't, I can't even hack Hostel. Hostel's dog shit as well. Hey, Hostel. <laughs> Someone needs to make a good exploitation movie where people get fucked up. Marauders. Well, Marauders I suppose Gaspar Noé has done that. Yeah. Yeah, Marauders is good. The French can do it. Marauders. I can't. I can't watch Martyrs. Martyrs is really fucked up. Martyrs is one of the most fucked up things I've ever seen. But you know that whole. Yes, yeah. Well, I I never watched that. I wouldn't watch that. It has, but like Martyrs, like the cool thing about Martyrs is like just the horror of the idea because it's not it's not trying to have a message, unlike these films. It doesn't try to have a message. It is what it is. It's the whole concept of like trying to bring someone as close to death as you can, so they can see beyond the other side. That idea is so fucked up that it like the film works because of that idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's an interesting idea. Yeah. Bataille and all all that jazz. I like Martyrs. I'd never ever watch it again, but I like Martyrs. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I can't hack that stuff. No, oh, fair. Flaying, I'm not I'm not a fan of flaying. Um another like pretty violent film that I've seen. Uh this is part of my my Halloween movie marathon. Uh Hellraiser, Clive Barker's Hellraiser. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen it? No, no. Are you good? Yeah, it is pretty good. Um, it's you know, it's really gross. <laughs> it's really gross, and it's what it, happens. What's it about? I don't know what it's about. I know that you have Pinhead in it. What's what's the premise? So the premise is is that this guy finds buys a box. Uh, it's a puzzle box, and he starts using the puzzle box and hooks dig into his skin and then it just like cuts whatever and then it comes then it fades back in and his body parts are like everywhere and uh pinhead is there and pinhead's arranging his face on the ground from all of his skin and stuff like that it's really fucked up and it's really gross because like it's like they use like rubber uh prosthetics kind of and it just it looks gross it looks really cool though um and then a fam like a so that guy's brother is moving into the house with his um his new wife and um his daughter the the dad in the family his daughter is like 
kind of live nearby and she's like kind of visiting to like help them move in and stuff like that but we find out that the the new wife uh was having an affair with the brother that like died at the start of the film and she she's up in the room where he had died and the husband comes up and he's bleeding and he bleeds onto the floor and then a body starts to like generate out of the ground like when they leave and it's the brother and he's like slowly generating back to life because the woman comes into the room and she sees him and she starts talking to him and he's like i'm bob and he's like a weird like fucked up like inside out man he's like a skeleton with a bit of flesh on him and he's got like eyes he looks fucking gross and she goes out and she just kills men and brings them back to the house and kills them and he drains their blood and that like that's kind of like the entire plot of hellraiser for the most part is just that like um woman bringing men back to the house and killing them uh like it's you know it's a classic it's all right though i think uh it's most just the special effects are really cool because they're really well done but like it's not scary it's gross and it's not scary um you know it's all right it's a classic yeah hey, what's it on what's it on uh shutter shutter oh, all right so i wouldn't honestly like i wouldn't really recommend it too strongly like it's it's fine <laughs> like i think it's mm. like a six out of ten you six know because it's not scary but the special effects are cool and the mm. acting is you know whatever and the characters are basically not there <laughs> mm. and yeah. the, like the villain is just he's just evil he's just a dickhead for no reason <laughs> <laughs> pinhead well pinhead's not even the villain the fucking the reanimator the reanimator man is the villain pinhead's barely in this film what what is pinhead he's like a bdsm demon like the whole thing as well Well, there's a cool thing actually in the film about like uh, pain and pleasure Mm. and you know the 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 guy the like inside out man he's like oh yeah these these demons whatever the fuck they're called they're called something i can't remember what they're called but he's just like oh they showed me such amount of pain but like it was so much pain that it was pleasure and it's like oh yeah cool because the whole thing is like they're like based off bdsm dudes as well i guess but yeah it's just you know it's all right it's okay yeah my dad really liked it <laughs> your dad liked it yeah he's like oh that was a good film <laughs> yeah when was that made that was what 90s was it it's one of those yeah, 80s semi late iconic 80s. Oh, really, yeah? Yeah, it's like semi-iconic horror movies. Yeah, I don't even... I think it's just... um Honestly, it's just the special effects that, like... If the film didn't have, like, really good special effects, I think the film is fucking shite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, like, it's... It has, like, this thing... Like, the whole... Well, to be fair, the whole, like, pain and pleasure thing and, like, dominatrix thing uh, that goes on is pretty... Pretty cool. Um, But, you know, it's not... That's all that it is, though. It's, like mentioned it's not like a huge um plot point in the film so yeah kind of just you know it's just whatever <laughs> it's just a horror movie yeah it's just a horror film uh i watched uh like this really fucking boring japanese film oh god it was fucking painful uh oni baba which like seems like like a seminal piece in like japanese horror it's from the 60s i was really looking forward to it it's fucking boring as yeah. fuck it's so boring what's, what's it called uh Ani, uh, Ani Baba. it's just it's not like it's a it's not even a horror it's just not a horror film like it's just not a horror film 
What's it about? It's about um, these girl, these two women that like live in a hut, and they kill samurai to like take his. It's during the civil, like during the like wars in Japan, in like feudal Japan, and they kill samurai, and they uh, they sell this stuff to survive. And then one of their neighbors comes back from the war, and you find out that one of the women, the woman, there's two women. Uh, one of them is a man to this guy, and. The other woman is that guy's uh, fiance slash wife, whatever. And their neighbor comes back, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, your son slash husband is dead." And then he begins a relationship with the widow, and the mom doesn't like that because she's just gonna be left behind. And then another weird samurai dude shows up, and there's a hole that's really really deep, and it's dark. And people fall into it, and it's just all right. Like it's just, it's. Just, I just found it really boring. Just like it's like a mm. nearly two hour long film, and it's really fucking slow. And I thought it was really boring. Like, and I shared like, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff about like you know the cultural horrors of the like, Japan, and you know that like folk country horror in, in from a Japanese perspective, which I'm sure is really cool for a lot of people. But it just it didn't do anything for me. I just thought the film was boring. Yeah. And it's not like really well shot or anything. It's pretty pretty bland, I think. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, fuck that as well. Right. Baba. Where where where'd you watch that? I downloaded it. <laughs> oh, Alright. <yeah. laughs> I just got it. Yeah. I I'm watched trying to think a... of, trying to think of a clever way to like say that I that I downloaded this thing from Pirate Bay, but I couldn't. <laughs> you stole this film. I stole this film. In this economy I stole this film. In this economy. Uh I watched you know, the other lamb. Seen that in movie? No. It's like this folk horror movie. Uh, I watched that movie as well. It's about? it's new. It's about it's about like uh, this cult that live out in the woods, and it's run by one guy, and he has a uh, a big team of wives, and then he has a team of daughters, and he basically has sex with all of them. Uh, oh. So it's, it's just about this cult, nice. and uh, all the women. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice one, bro. So all the women are like waiting on on him hand and foot. And it's like it's about like trauma, I suppose, and like abuse. Um, it's really well shot, and the acting's really good in it. And it's actually shot in Ireland as well, which is which oh, really stood out to me. Yeah. Wait, I think it's on movie. It's it, I got I got an email about it, so I was like, it sounded really good. Folk horror. I'm always in for folk horror. I think Isabel knows someone that was in this film. Really? Yeah, because yeah, it's shot in Wicklow. So yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I th- yeah. Isabel knows someone that's in this film. They get they get found out by or no the 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 leader of the cult is like uh, it's like a Jonestown kind of thing. He's like they're going to find out about us. We have to leave now because mm. they have this really nice setup in the woods at first. So I was like, we have to leave. And so they go on this like really long trek through like these this moor. It's like a wasteland sort of thing, and um, he's like one of them is pregnant and she gives birth along the way, and he tries to abandon the child because the child is a male, mm. and. He doesn't want any any other men, and even if it's a baby, uh, in the cult. But uh, they end up they they reach the promised land. It's basically he's like, this is Eden. This is where we'll make our home. And it's just Sally Gap, you know, like the 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 fjord down in Sally Gap. Oh like yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just that. It's, I was like, what? I was like, this is gas. <laughs> it's like so cool to see that. And uh, he's like, this is the Garden of Eden. I was like. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's where I got my dog. You I'm know? definitely gonna watch that film because, like, you know, like it's um, <laughs> yeah. Because again, it, 
you know, it's an Irish film, and you know, Isma knows people in it, and you know, might recognize some of the places in it. That's cool. Is it good though? Yeah, it's not great, but it's pretty good. It's worth a watch mm. anyway. It's like it's nothing groundbreaking, but it is. It's like has sort of witch vibes. I'm all about the witch. Um, I'm all about the witch vibes. The witch, like Midsummer. It's like not as good as Midsummer, but I'd say it's like similar-ish. It's maybe like a tier below it, you know. Um, the last scene is is at Paris Court water, waterfalls as well, which is pretty funny. <laughs> it's just it's just the waterfalls yeah. in the background. This is like it's a really serious scene. It's just like this is so yeah. cool. Just, just funny to see, because we we never see any of that sort of stuff, like our, our actual surroundings on film. You never get, you never get that, like, oh shit, yeah, I know that spot or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, the towers in the back, like, oh, this is shot in the, sh- the sugar loaf or whatever. Oh, that's all yeah. chemistry. It's like you know the way you'd read Joyce, and he like, it's 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 like surprising to see like Stevens Green mentioned, or he'll like talk with yeah, it's just like, or whatever. He's just like going like, oh yeah, during, going down like North Strand and stuff like that. You're like yeah. what the fuck? You're so you're just not used to it at all. No yeah no it is so weird it's so fucking weird like reading stuff like that or like even watching stuff like that which like you know i think that's just like you know because we don't we, we don't get that that's why i liked like watching like fucking um uh love hate and i was like oh shit it's like that's only just shot like down the road or whatever mm, yeah. <laughs> but like you know americans probably get that a little bit more but again america's so huge that like <laughs> yeah they're they're spoiled they're spoiled. Yeah, they're, they're, they're spoiled for choice there. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. Nah, I love them. I love them. But uh, it is. It's cool to see a bit of representation with the lads in The Other Lamb. Mm. And it's a pretty good movie. And it has like a real girl power team. Um, you know. And uh, yeah. You recommend? I I would give it a watch. recommend. I even rated it on movie and I wrote a little review. Just in case anyone Oh, really? Was. Yeah. Well, just like, this is a good film. A lot like The Witch. And that, that was basically yeah. it. I'll read it. I'll, sh- I'll check out your fucking your review. <laughs> Mark, talking about girl power just reminded me of another film that I watched on Halloween. What'd you watch? And that w- that is uh, Jennifer's Body. Oh, how's that? That's the best film I watched on Halloween. And I watched The, the Invisible Man, the 2020 film as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, you know, it's pretty good. Um... I don't really have much to say. It's pretty good. Mm. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's good. Uh, you know, I think the suit in it is really cool. Some of the scares are cool. Stuff about, you know, trauma. It's pretty cool. Is that on Netflix? Uh, it's on Now TV. Um, but yeah, like that's, uh, you know, I don't really have much to say about Invisible Man. But Jennifer's body, on the other hand, oh my god, I think this is like an underrated, like neat, like you know, kind of like. M- I don't want to say masterpiece, but you know, it's a really good film. Though, sort of, it's a hot, really underrated film, mm. um, because it does that. Um, you know that thing where, like, especially now, where like some films with their uh, with their like all female cast and stuff like that kind of beat the message over the head with you know girl power and stuff like that, or whatever. Yeah, Jennifer's body has that, but makes it work. In a really, really interesting way. Um, this film was fucking hated when it came out, and I think like I when this came when this film came out, it came out two thousand and nine. So you know, uh, I was I was ten and you were eleven, and this film was marketed for like us. For it was lads. marketed for like for like ten to thirteen, even though you're not old enough to go see this film because it's Megan Fox just after Transformers. And you know what? 
she might kiss a girl in the film, and you know what? There might be some boobs. Um, there's no boobs in this film whatsoever. She kisses a girl, but there's no boobs. <laughs> and people hated the film because of that, because it's not it's not a horror either. It's a fucking. I mean, it's kind of a horror, but it's more like a comedy film, mm. and it's more of like, like a weird version of like Clueless and stuff like that, mm. and like um, what's the film called with um. Lindsay Lohan, Mean Girls. It's kind of like Mean Girls as well. Mm. Uh, it has like that kind of like high school vibe to it. But one of the girls um, is eating the guys. She is she an incubus? She mm. is indeed a succubus. A succubus, all oh, right. She's a succubus, and the way that they like do that is really, really fucking in- is really cool because when you're watching the film, you're just like, why the f- like why would you you know if the roles were reversed and if this was a girl. That would just randomly walk into the woods with the fella. She wouldn't fucking do it. She wouldn't willingly walk into the woods with them. But mm. because the men in this film do not see uh, Megan Fox uh, as a threat, they go along with it and they don't think that they're like, "Oh yeah, we're just gonna get my hole. It's gonna be fine." And then they get mm. eaten because of it because they don't they don't see women as a threat because we as men don't see women as a threat. Yeah, and it's that cool like reversal. Of uh, the roles of horror, and even to the point like where in, like uh, trick or treat, like yeah, like trick or treat, yeah, it's like it's that rever- it is that reversal. But this film came out actually, this film came out after trick or treat, I think. But um, it does it really, really well, especially because it's it's Megan Fox, and I saw a clip um of the writer of the film. The writer of this film is uh, Juno, by the way, and um, uh, was it De- Diablo Cody? Yeah, yes, yes. Diablo seems to. Yeah, I think that's her name. Um, what a name! Yeah, but it, oh man, this. I might post this on the Twitter, but there's a there was a clip that I saw of um, Diablo Diablo uh, talking to Megan Fox and talking about how the film is being marketed, right? Because mm. the film was marketed as like you know horror with fucking Megan Fox kissing boobs, girls boobs lesbians lesbians you young you young guys you're gonna love this and the film is fucking hated because this film is not that at all and Diablo tried to explain to like you know the studios and like oh the film's not like that like the film has like it's about this it's about you know reversing gender roles it's about you know critiquing um horror cliches and stuff like that it's about all these different things and the guy like whoever whoever he was just replied back yeah but megan fox is hot and he has a point he has a point the marketing but ma- material my man yeah it must have betrayed the movie the no 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 right when megan like in the clip when megan fox hears that she's like on the verge of tears and it is oh, shit. fucking heartbreaking because what Hollywood did to her was so fucked up, and like what? It, watching this film and like finding out about what what like Michael Bay did to fucking Megan Fox's career, making her you know that hot girl in like every film because Megan Fox is really good in this film. She's like genuine. Like I didn't like I don't know if Megan Fox would be like you know do you know much like as in terms of acting. I don't know if she'd be very good, but in this film she's really really good, and she was just reduced to you know the hot girl and she was hyper sexualized and when she didn't want to do that anymore hollywood threw her 
under the bus and she never did anything again. She hasn't been in anything major since Transformers. Yeah. Yeah. And she did fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but who the fuck went and saw that? Like, who saw those that films? Sh- <laughs> yeah, that was great. And like, it, it's like, it is genuinely upsetting seeing Megan Fox's face when she's told that the reason why this film was mismarketed is because you're, 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 you're too attractive, Megan. I'm sorry. You can't be an actress. And she's like, and because obviously she knew what the film was about and she knew what, like what the whole artistic merit of the film was. And the studio just completely ignored it because they're like, oh, yeah, but Megan Fox, booby boobies. So, yeah, let's do this. She's got boobs, bro. I have to put that in the poster. It like retro, like watching this film makes me fucking hate Michael Bay even more. Not only does he have shit films, wait, wait why are you blaming blame Michael Bay? Because Michael Bay is like one of the main reasons why that happened to Megan Fox. He like, I'm pretty sure I read something that like he had her do an audition tape by like doing like a wet t-shirt contest or something like that for like fucking Transformers. <laughs> I'm, like I know that's funny, but it's something along. It's genuinely <laughs> something along the lines. That's hilarious. Of, of some <laughs> ridiculous level of that. Like Mega Fox is only in those films to be sexualized and to be marketed yeah, yeah. to, you know, 13, 14 year old guys. And when she didn't want to do that anymore, it's like, well, you don't get to be in movies anymore, uh, Megan, because you're the you're the hot girl, and that's all you're ever gonna be. And it's just so fucked up that they did that to her. <laughs> yeah, actually, a lot of people get typecast, you know. Yeah, yeah but the way, is, it's it's interesting is that she typecasting to like she, an exploitive way. Yeah, well, most women get that, I think, in films. But it's it's interesting that she did this movie, which is obviously like almost calling that out. Like mm. explicitly, like she's a, a good example of that, and then she made a movie where which critiques that, and I had to turn back back on her. Like that's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, and people were like, "This is shit. Where is all the boobs, bro?" Yeah, it's really really good. I think this film, like retroactively, would be looked upon like with a kinder uh, viewing because I didn't think it was hated. I thought it was like middling reviews. Oh man! I remember when it's, it came out. It's not light. It's I don't think it's. I think it's hated. <laughs> mm. At the time, it was hated. Yeah, sure. It came out around Avatar, wasn't it? And it got fucked. Yeah, two thousand and nine. Yeah. But I remember seeing like the fucking the like advertisements of the film and thinking that the film was that that it was like lesbians, boobs, and blood. Yeah. And then watching it, I'm like, oh my god, it's just it's not that whatsoever. <laughs> remember came remember that film Lesbian Vampire Hunters? Or Lesbian Vampire Killers. I was literally just thinking about that film. I was just And thinking James about that. Corden James Corden, the biggest fucking, you know, ugly virgin is the the hero in it or whatever. I've never seen that movie, but like I'm sure that film is fucking dog shit. That that's yeah, it's, I guarantee you that film is awful. Unwatchable. But that seems like the type of movie that maybe they wanted Jennifer's body to be, you know. Mm, but it was written and directed by a woman, so it was never going to be that. <laughs> yeah, plus there's no James Corden in it. Plus there's no James Corden in it. And, like, you know the way, like, in, like, in those type of films as well, like, um, you know, like the female empowerment films, like Ghostbusters and stuff like that, like the guy is, like, genuine, gen- like genuinely seen as, like, a fucking, like, piece of shit or, like, a moron. Mm. The main dude in this... He's so fucking sound. He's just a nice, genuinely nice guy. And he's like really sound to um Oh god, what is the actor what is her name? Um Amanda Seafried. 
Yes, thank you. He he plays uh, her boyfriend. He's just he's just a good boyfriend. He's just a good boyfriend, and that's all mm. there is to it. And uh, the guys that die, it's not like they're like pieces of shit or anything. They're just like sound. They're just mates with people, and they just die. Um, the end because like okay, so the way the way that like uh, Jennifer uh, turns into a demon is that she lies about being a virgin mm. to uh, this like satanic indie band. And the whole the whole thing, it's really funny because the guys are like about to sacrifice her to Satan. And I was like, do you know how hard it is being an indie band? There's so many of us. There's no way of breaking out. So we had to turn to the Dark Lord. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're going to sacrifice her. And she's lying about being a virgin. So it's the whole thing. Like, you know, the virgin dies last. But if Megan, or not Megan, if uh, Jennifer had told the truth and said that she wasn't a virgin they wouldn't have sacrificed her so Mm. having sex saves your life in this film basically but also kills you because jennifer is using sex as a way to lower uh men into like uh uh, like an isolated place and then she just eats them yeah jesus that's definitely fetish it's um it has a, a cool reading i think of uh of those horror tropes Mm. Yeah, and uh, I liked it. it was, I think it's my favorite film that I watched on Halloween. Um, oh, really? How many films did you watch on Halloween? I watched four. Four. That's I, intense. That's a marathon. Man, I wanted to watch more, but only Baba nearly sent me to sleep, and I, I <laughs> <laughs> nearly sent me to sleep, so I could. I watched uh, Jennifer's Body afterwards, and then I was like, oh, I can't do it anymore because I'm just fucking knackered after watching Only Baba. Only Baba's yeah. not even two hours long. It took me nearly three hours to watch the fucking thing. <laughs> Fuck that. Those movies, not worth it. It's not worth it. Once once no. that happening, it's not worth it whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I is that all I watched? Yeah, that's all I watched. Those five films. I watched fucking or six films. I watched fucking loads this week. Yeah, yeah, I watched three, which was which isn't bad to be fair. No. But oh man, really, that's like normal. The model. Yeah, that's pretty normal. Yeah, it's, that's a normal person's intake, you know. I oh, man, that's Halloween. all I. That's all I do during Halloween now. I just watch films. I never go out during Halloween. I fucking hate it. I hate Halloween. Why? I like Halloween. I don't go out during Halloween though, but I like it. Ah, uh, uh, no, vibes. like yeah, like I like. Well, I guess I I like Halloween a lot more now because I don't go out. I mm. I little <laughs> little um insight into what Owen does uh, on a general like a normal year where there's no COVID. I dre- I uh, work <laughs> as an oh, elf yeah. for I work as I an elf for Santa. That. So for a month of for December, I dress up as an elf, and I fucking hate dressing up any other time because that's part of my job <laughs> during December. And of course, it's not going on this year. And I also do it during Halloween, and I have to dress up for three days and stay out in the cold, giving kids fucking sweets and shit. And you know. I just don't like dressing up because it's part of it's. I associate dressing up as with work now, so it's a really, really disturbing backstory there. Yeah, it's a dark backstory to own. It's like a, it's all in a flashback in the movie. Why don't you dress up, on? It's like I don't want to it's talk getting, about it. It's getting Nam flashbacks. <laughs> Back to the fawn or whatever. Ugh. Oh man, work! What a what a foreign concept. <laughs> yeah, working. Oh, not for me. How do you work? I can tell you that. I'm uh, I'm pretty fucking used to just not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, this is what this is as a utopian life would be, you know. This, this is, is what, socialism. This is what action. communism wants. <laughs> this is this is what Karl Marx envisioned. This is what he wanted. This is his perfect society. People sitting at home 
don't talk to each other uh, just watch movies all day it's it's there in the manifesto that's one of the, the main objectives that they, they I'm pretty sure it's like the fourth or fifth point marker yeah definitely yeah. he's like I want people at home <laughs> <laughs> watching films on their on their laptop. That's a direct <laughs> quote from the Communist Manifesto. <laughs> Written eighteen ninety whatever. <laughs> yeah, we need more Netflix binges and to expropriate the means of production. That was that was all tacked on at the end. It was all it was mainly about the, the marathons. <laughs> it was one of the footnotes. <laughs> he just wanted to watch movies. Were movies even a thing when Karl Marx is around? No, they weren't. <laughs> nah, but he was a visionary. He knew that it was gonna happen. He's like, yeah, let me yeah. tell you guys, Gaspar Noé, he's going to make a fucked up film in 150 <laughs> years' time. <laughs> so we, we, we move on to some listener questions. Uh, do you want to plug the, the everything considered the last two times I've done it? I have mispronounced things. <laughs> yeah, you can get to us uh, or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at paro underscore pod. Uh, ask us questions, feedback, Life advice, stuff like that. Uh, you can also get to us at thepowerpod at gmail.com if you so wish. Um, is there another thing? No, that's it, man. We have. I don't think that's it. I don't think we're ever gonna get an email. <laughs> no, I doubt it. But you know, just in case, just in case someone finds this years down the line, and they're wondering how do I get to these guys? Yeah, hopefully after Twitter and Instagram have been closed down. But anyway, onto onto the listener questions. Our first question comes in from Noah. And uh, good man, Noah. Uh, and he asks uh, thoughts on remakes of good and or bad films. What's your What's your opinion on uh, this on this topic? I'm anti remake, but I think we need to distinguish between a remake of a story, like something like Frozen. Think of Frozen, which is technically a remake in the sense that it's an adaptation of a previous of a story that already existed. Mm. And you have stuff like that with like the thing. Or, uh, you know, all those like classic movies that are like The Fly, that are, that are actually remakes. Yeah, see, yeah. But they're not remaking the, they're like, it's like a, a new take on the story. Yeah, like The Invisible Man. Re- like, like Invisible Man, that are, like 2020's yeah. Invisible Man. It's a, it's a remake. Yeah, an original take but on it's it. A, yeah, it's a new way of going about it, yeah. Yeah. But then you have Disney remakes, like The Lion King and Beauty and the which Beast. Which are shite. And like, you can keep going on, which are all shit. They're like, all shit. Exclusively, like none of them are good. None of them are good and never will be good because they're not they're not trying to tell a story. They're just trying to make money. Mm-hmm. And the easiest way to make money is to recreate something that made money before and that's all they are. Yep. There's nothing else. There's nothing to them. They're just complete piles of shite and no one should ever watch them or give any cent towards Disney or any company that tries that. No, they shouldn't. They, they, these films should just be ignored. When they come out, don't see them. Don't watch them. Yeah, actively campaign against them. If you yeah, can. with your wallet. Um, yeah. yeah, I think like... You know, that's like the that's when that's when remakes are bad, um, and like you know, like remakes like the Halloween remake and the Friday the Thirteenth remake, and the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Oh, they're all shite as well. They're all bad as well. Oh, the Halloween re- remake. Was no, 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 like the Rob Zombie oh, actually, one. No, yeah, yeah, Rob Zombie one. Oh, okay, okay. Like that's yeah, actually, yeah, they, I forgot the other one isn't even yeah, the remake. Like they're they're shite. Like they're I don't like like they're always yeah. gonna be bad. Like they're never gonna be as good as the original ones. And like Friday Thirteenth one, I don't even know why they re. I don't, the reason why they remade it was because like you know it's Friday Thirteenth. It's a major franchise. The original Friday Thirteenth, and I'm pretty sure most of them are all fucking shite films. None of them are good. Mm. And in that case, like maybe. Maybe you can fucking remake it and make it really good, but 
the Friday Thirteen remake isn't trying to improve on it or anything. It's just trying to be like the remake of Friday Thirteen, so they can make money. Yeah, it's just trying to accentuate whatever, whatever random parts made money out of the, out of the yeah. original. Even though the original isn't isn't it's good. Not good, like it's not a good horror but movie. But like that's where like you know like the the Fly remake, as you said, and like the thing, like they're remakes of like films that aren't very good. But, you know, probably I imagine that the original ones are actually a bit shit and. But they remake them and they make them really fucking good because there's something there. I think, like, you know, if, like, something didn't work the first time, maybe remake it and reimagining it and getting the core good idea out of it and remaking it and packaging it into something better. As opposed mm. to, you know, the remake of Psycho, which is just a shot-for-shot remake of the original film. And it's completely pointless. It, th- that film should not exist. Mm. That's a waste of resources. <laughs> Even uh, you get pointed like you know, Elephant. Like that. That's a an understandable reason to re- remake a movie. Yeah, like, like the concept offer, of like, it the, is good. A new. Uh, yeah, it's it's using the concept but putting it in a new context and using it in different ways. A new new commentary. It's a new story mm. altogether. You know. Um. Well, what what would you think? Do you know? Uh, would you think any films off, off the top of your head that you'd want to remake? Or that would be worthy of a remake? Um, maybe things that didn't really work the first time. Um, like, I haven't seen it, but from what you're saying, I think, like, if if they remade fucking... Now, not saying that Peeping Tom is a bad film, but if they remade it, you could throw in a few actors, get the original one, you know, that bit more, bit of hype back behind it, and, you know, you got a good fucking director behind it. You could do something really fucking cool with that film. But yeah. they'd also probably remake it and have it like the fucking camera being your phone and that being the fucking whole thing. It's like, oh, it's your phone. It's social media. They probably do that shit. But like, it's, it's Twitter, man. You know, it'd be de- it definitely be Ryan Gosling in, in the the star. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, that's like something just off the like top of my head. Um, like I don't know, like because I because you know I'm not gonna watch like a film Halloween three. <laughs> there you go Halloween 3 could be done yeah, actually re- if they remade that that could be done really well like, it could be justified it could be justified and the tone could be set properly and the characters could be rewritten mm. and stuff like that but that core idea of the film could still be there like this Irish cult that could be really cool yeah definitely what about you? I don't know I I don't know any really Um, yeah I actually don't know you could probably re- you could try Napoleon mm. you know even not even you don't even have to tell the story of Napoleon, I suppose, but you could tell like a broader story, just something historical, but try to make it because uh, it's not about the story; it's about like the experience with that yeah. film. So if you're trying to make a film that like uh, calls out to the audience and tries to get the audience involved, you know, something like that, like where you're tackling with the substance of the film and the ideas rather than just the story and the uh, like the sort of the cultural markers that have sort of lived on. It's just like Disney just resurrect movies don't need to be resurrected like yeah. there's just zombie movies like there's no need to ha- there's no need to have another Lion King or anything like that like those are good movies there's no need to remake them yeah I think like when a film's already good there is no point remaking it like there's mm. no point remaking The Wicker Man with Nicolas Cage mm. that doesn't that's never gonna be as good as the original there's no point really I know people fucking love it but there's no real point remaking Dawn of the Dead because the original one is so good now maybe the core concept can be redone but in that case just don't call it Dawn of the Dead just have them in a fucking shopping mall you don't need to call it Dawn of the Dead 
Yeah, Left 4 Dead. Yeah, whatever. You know? Yeah, Call of Left 4 Dead. That's a video game series. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, a video game. Yeah, a, a, that's a video game. Like that's like but, uh, once when the core when the when the original film is good, there is no point remaking it because it's never. I kind of because mm. is there any case of that? I know. Th- I, I'm sure. Like, there's a lot of people like, oh yeah, Dawn of the Dead is the case of that. Which, yeah, you know, arguably, yeah, whatever. But I think that you know, the original one is way better. But um, is there any? Do you think? Do you know any of those cases where like the remake, the original film and the remake are both really, really good? I've never seen the original thing, but apparently, the like thing from the 1950s is actually really good as well. It's so in Halloween. They remade that. Hmm? It's in Halloween. Yeah, yeah. So they remade that, even though they knew it was a. Uh, it was already good, and it bombed. Like the the the, the remake bombed straight away when it was released. Oh, did so, it? Yeah, so they sort of paid for it. Yeah. You know? So people were probably like, "Oh, this is shit compared to the old thing," but there's no like. And now like, it's like the reverse. Of, like, now no one's no one watches the yeah. original the thing. Yeah, there's almost a there's almost been like a temptation to say like maybe the same thing will happen with the remakes we get today, but like I can guarantee you that will not happen. No one in like fifty years time is gonna be like. Oh, I love the Lion King. You know, <laughs> no uh, fucking. No they're not going to be thinking that. of fucking Darth Vader and Beyonce voice and Mufasa and all that stuff. They're going to be thinking like the actual Lion King. Yeah, because uh, that's so film's you know. so good. That film's so yeah, so classic. It, was 20, it wasn't even. It's twenty years ago. Yeah, you know? it's not even that old. It's not yeah. even that old. And like Aladdin and shit like that, and fucking mm. Dumbo and fucking. Dumbo, why Lady and the Tramp Dumbo? and stuff like that. Like, why are you remaking these yeah, films? Yeah, they remade that as well. What? Why? And Mulan. Nice. Mulan fucking bombed. I'm fucking glad yeah. that film bombed. Yeah, that's gas. Fuck that. That film cost them a fortune and they got like 200,000 back or something ludicrous like that. Mm, trying to charge people 30 quid to watch a film that was already, it's already on Disney Plus. But you can watch a different version of it for 30 quid. No one's going to, like... Yeah, the original was already on Disney Plus, and it's gonna be way better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Load of bollocks. Disney, Disney should just be closed down, broken up. They need to come in, do a little. Uh, what was that thing called? You know the mandate they had in the fifties, where they broke up the studios, or is it the forties? I can't. Oh yeah, like the big the studio systems. Yeah, like they that? need they need to break up Disney, turn it into about ten different companies. Uh, they're way too big and. They're too big for their boots, and they can afford to remake. They can afford to just keep remaking the same properties again, and again, and again, and extending the copyright to all of them, so they retain exclusive ownership over these ideas that are basically just money printers. And that's all mm. it is. It's basically like a money laundering system at the moment. Yeah, it's complete. It's morally, it's f- creatively bankrupt. Mickey Mouse, fuck that little weasel, fuck. <laughs> um, do you want to go with the Liam's question? Speaking of actual remakes, we can actually talk about Carrie with this one. Very We're going. So Liam's hot take, oh, our, yeah, yeah. our Actually, new I'll, introduced, I'll, I'll read this. our new introduced section from uh, from that I started last week because we're over, we're sick of uh, questions and I wanted <laughs> wanted to respond we're to these s- boiling hot opinions. We're sick of questions. <laughs> yeah, Stop twelve episodes in, no, there has not been one good question. <laughs> <laughs> so disappointed in all you guys. Um, yeah, Le- Liam I says, love your questions. Send them all in. Liam's hot take is Carrie is shite and the Palmer should lose his. Legend status because of it. What do you think? Uh, I haven't seen uh, Carrie, but I like seeing clips of it. It doesn't look very good anyway. So <laughs> the uh, original. Yeah, the original. The original. With, um, yeah. Um, what's her name? Susie Patrick or Sissy something. Spacek. What's her name? Yes, thank you. Yeah. That's close. <laughs> yeah, she's like this weird-looking girl. She's a really good Carrie though. 
Um, mm. I think I thought the original Carrie was pretty good. I don't remember it that well though. I think it was on Netflix back when Netflix first started up, and I watched it there. So mm. I wouldn't. Yeah, that would be like what? Ten, I wouldn't say ten, like eight, nine years ago. Ages ago now. Basically ten years ago, yeah, man. Yeah, and uh, so I don't know. I don't can't remember much about it. I remember I loved the book, and I watched the movie nearly straight away afterwards. And I thought the movie was a good, a good adaptation. Adaptation. Yeah, it's good. A uh, good version of it. Um, I don't know if it can ruin Brian De Palma's reputation. Um, I don't know much about him to be honest. Um, do you know what films he's directed? No, no, not offhand. No, I know he's he done did quite Scarface a few. and he did The Untouchables. The Untouchables, uh, Scarface. See, Scarface is one of those movies like I don't understand why it's so big. Like, like I'd almost prefer based on based on my perception of Carrie right now. I'd almost prefer Carrie as like a that sounds retarded, but like, uh, Scarface seems a bit overhyped to me. Whereas Carrie's just like a movie, it's just like it's just there. It's not like a classic or anything, but it's not that bad. Yeah, I think the like I don't know, maybe it's just like the uh the masculine character of Scarface is what fucking made it into like a classic. Because mm. um, he is like one of those like iconic characters. Tony Montana. You know, I don't yeah, Adam I haven't again. seen it, so I don't know. But like it seems to be that another like, remake you know, as well, Scarface. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm. Um. But uh, you know, I haven't seen the original Carrie. I've seen uh, the Untouchables, and yeah, kind of, you know, like the Untouchables is like regarded as like one of the best films. Like I'm pretty sure it's like seen as like you know one of the best gangster films as of all time. You know, Sean Connery. I've never seen Roy P. Getting the Oscar in that film. It's really good, mm. and he's really good in it. But you know, it's like you know, it's whatever. It's kind of you know. Do you ever see the it's decent? Uh, ever see the new Carrie? Oh, which are one um, that was in Kick. Yeah, she's way too attractive to be uh, Carrie because like the whole thing in Carrie is like you know she gets bullied or whatever. She's but ugly, yeah. No one's gonna, no one's gonna bully fucking Cl- like whatever. What's her name? Chloe. Chloe Moretz. Yeah. Uh, no one's gonna bully her. <laughs> yeah, but that that movie still managed to be absolutely terrible. Like, there's nothing good about that movie. That movie is rubbish. Like. I've seen the car crash at the end with the 3D and it looks like fucking ass. It looks yeah, awful. It's, it's grim. It was grim at the time. It's still grim. It's mm. terrible. I'm never going to watch that film. <laughs> never going to watch that film. It's one of those pointless remakes. It is. Yeah. That is a pointless remake. Cause like, um, but there's one in between. You know, there's, there's a there's a, there's a carry in between those where they remade it and it was like a, a TV film or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I think I heard about that. Actually, you know what? Actually, going back to that remake question, it, I think it deserves a better remake than what we got. Um, yeah. again, Stephen King. So, you know, um, man, yeah, Stephen it, King it is weird. Ex- expanded upon. Uh, Stephen King is weird. Yeah, he's not. Uh, I I feel like out of his books, Salem's Lot is one that I'd want to be adapted. Actually, no, Salem's Lot actually is one that I think deserves a remake because that was a TV series. That was like it. Mm. I had a TV series um, back in the 80s and it's pretty scary, but like you could make a movie about it today that would be, that could be like 10 times better. Really, really good. Really, really good. Have you ever read Salem's Lot? No, I don't know. I don't think Stephen King I've ever read is It. Yeah. And I it, I've, into oh it. man, I fucking <laughs> I read it and immediately I was like, I regret reading 1,000 pages of that. That was just, that was, that was, that was fine book it's just a terrible yeah. ending 
Yeah, most of his books are just good. I think no, it's because he writes for like one a year or some shit like that. He just writes so much. He writes too much. He hasn't he hasn't written a single decent word since he got hit by that van in the nineties. That van ruined his career. But uh, the Shining, the Shining is also like one that didn't need to be remade. Remember he he remade that. Stephen King himself directed it. I think. Yes, I was gonna in say that. Have you have yeah. you ever seen it? No, I guarantee it's it's awful. I guarantee it. Man, it is. I haven't seen it. I've seen clips of it. It is fucking awful it there's no tension there's no way you could build tension out of like how that film looks and how it's mm. shot and how attractive that those people are and like do you know the way that like in the shining like the stanley kubrick shining like the like the hotel and the ghosts they never you know attack um what the fuck are they jack torrance and like um his wife what the fuck is his wife called i don't know Whatever his wife's called, like they they never attack the people in uh, in uh, the hotel. It's always you know manipulating them, uh, specifically manipulating Jack to like you know kill his family or whatever. In the fucking like in the in the Stephen King remake, the fucking like chair like body checks a girl when she's like running by or whatever and like a plate like flies into her face and like the ghosts are like just fucking her up and it's not scary whatsoever. Mm. Yeah, he's like he's no perception of subtlety at all. Everything he does is just like being hit over the head with it, you know. Like, I, I yeah. Think, I think, like the reason yeah. he's like he's he's put out some really good work, but it's, I think it's because of the volume, like you say, like he's he's written so much. It's like that thing. Yeah, where, some of it has to be good. <laughs> yeah, some of it has to, it's like a thousand monkeys sitting at a thousand typewriters. Eventually, going to get something decent. Like that's basically what he did, or what he's always done for his, the last fifty years. Sat down, he's he's written a thousand words a day for the last fifty years, so. He's going to come up with something decent, and he has. But, like, the rest of it is just irredeemable. I think his instincts are all off as well. Like, he's not... He doesn't have great instincts as a... No. As, a, as an artist, you know? Especially, like, you know, fucking, like... The second half, like, once you get... Like, when you're reading it, once the kid, once you're not kids anymore, it's fucking shite. It's not scary. It's... It's just bad. It's just bad. And he puts himself um, in every single one. Like every single, yeah. every protagonist is just, it's just Stephen King. Even in like it. Misery is, mi- mm. I don't know if Misery, the film of Misery is really good, but he hates Stanley Kubrick's Shining. He mm. thinks it's a terrible film. And it's just like, that film is yeah, better can... horror than mm. anything you've probably written. <laughs> yeah, like, like he, he wrote, or Carrie came out as a book in 76 and then The Shining is what 1980 like within four years of him like throwing mm. his first draft in the bin being like an unemployed teacher barely a penny to his name four years later Stanley Kubrick has just directed his like his third bestseller and it's like he got see, it was like yeah. it was too much too fast he hates he's like, it he's been spoiled he's like he's like oh it's shit it's like no no, you're shit man like you, you just got really really lucky and one of the greatest directors of all time directed uh, mm. one of your better books it's like you should be grateful. One of the greatest films of all time yeah, from your fi- from your book. <laughs> but yeah, De Palma. I don't even know because like, like does De Palma like have a legend status? I don't know because I only know that like, you know Scarface and The Untouchables and everything else. I uh, I went to his IMDb. I don't recognize any other film from his from his uh, catalog. Mission Impossible. Oh yeah, Mission Impossible. Yeah, actually, yeah, sorry. He's like he's a part of the whole uh, that whole thing with like New Hollywood, like Scorsese and Spielberg and Coppola. Like, they're all mates. Oh, is he? Mm. Didn't know that. Like they're all swapping mm. scripts and stuff back in the day. Yeah, but, you know, Scorsese, Coppola, you know. Different league. 
different league, just a different ballpark. I don't know, Carry, <laughs> Liam, Carry's not shy, and De Palma doesn't have a legendary status, so there you go. <laughs> oh, <hot take. laughs> um, and then our last uh, hot take comes in from Connor. Shout out to Connor Scully. Shout out. Um, another great question from Connor, actually. Uh, well, this is a hot take, but you know. Uh, he's saying the hype around Avatar, the, the James Cameron film, uh, was a fluke and can never be repeated. Specifically, it can't be repeated by a new film without it being a sequel or a franchise. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, probably. Especially because I think it was Fox that uh, that released that. That was a Fox production, wasn't it? Avatar. I'm not. Yeah, sure. If, I'm if, not any, if any studio could do it now, it'd be Disney. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Disney could. Well, Disney did do that with Endgame. That's part of a franchise. Yeah, it's very true. That's what he's saying. He's like a, a, a standalone, standalone film because, yeah, like, yeah. Avatar is a standalone thing, and I like was. Well, I think it was the biggest. Like, it had the uh, was the biggest grossing film of all time, wasn't it? Until Endgame. It is, yeah. Or it was, yeah. Yeah, they literally re-released so, Endgame just to get ahead of Avatar. Sad, absolutely sad. Uh, but it, which, like, it is a bit of I don't know. Is it a fluke or is it just like genius marketing? I don't know. Who for for Cameron? Well, Cameron did it twice in for a row. Cameron. Like he's. Like, is that a fluke? Like, Titanic and then Avatar. Is it just the special effects that, do, that did that? Or yeah, like, it was special what effects. Was it? Well, he had, like, it was in 3D, and then everything everything was CGI, and it was realistic. And then even the, uh, it was shot with, like, two cameras. It was stereoscopic uh, panorama vision or something like that. It was, like, even the way it was shot was, like, completely different to the way action movies are usually shot. The tech he used to make that movie was, like, real, like really ahead of his time. I really uh, like cutting edge, and that's why people went to see it. Mm. Like people went to see, I went to see that twice. Avatar. People went to see. Oh it yeah, in I, I saw it in cinema. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember coming out of the cinema, my whole family like, "Yeah, it looked great, but you know the actual film is just alright." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it is just alright. It's not. It hasn't. Well, it's not about the story. Like it's about. It's about something else. It's like it's it's like a Napoleon esque kind of thing. Like it's it's about the spectacle of it. It is like this is a film of the spectacle. A hundred percent. Um, and you know, fucking, th- it's three hours long as well, isn't it? Or two and a half hours. Yeah. Some like it's a long it's the most film. expensive movie ever made as well. It's like yeah, and you have all these taglines mm. thrown onto it and stuff like that. Like it's just, it's inevitably going to draw an audience. Um, I don't know if it's a fluke. I think it could happen again. But the question is, <laughs> is anyone going to put any money into that? Is anyone going to chance doing that shit again? I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, not with the current studio system. Disney would never attempt that. Never attempt that. No, they're not gonna. They're not gonna put money like huge amount of money into a film like that if they're not guaranteed to make money back. Mm. Uh, even if it is James Cameron or whoever, like they're not. They're not gonna be willing to do that. Mm. They're not gonna take the chance. Yeah, I think it'll definitely happen again. But the in the the way it will happen and the movie that it will be will be something that will, like change cinema forever. That's something we we probably can't even imagine really. Or it'll be like a completely different type of cinema than what we conceive of as like. Like right mm. now, you know, like the same way someone yeah. in the eighties wouldn't imagine Avatar grossing three billion dollars, you know. Whereas, like, yeah, ludicrous. Well, that's what thirty years from now, you can't imagine, you know, a film in twenty fifty. I don't know what's going to be about. Make I man, don't know, ten billion dollars, in, you know. Man, even imagine what a film in ten years is going to be like. What the fuck? Did, what the fuck does a film in ten years look? Well, it's probably going to look like Disney or whatever. But like, I think w- once Disney gets out of the way, things are going to change. That's the thing. That's the main stumbling block. Institutions. The institutions have crystallized. And cinema is like way more like 
conservative now than it ever has been for a while. I think. Yeah, it's way too safe. Mm. They're playing it safe. They got to go for the go for the home run. Yeah, like even like you know, um, like the likes of like Christopher Nolan and stuff like that. You know, he gets to take chances and whatever, but just because he's like established. Mm. But like he's not he's not taking the most expensive film of all time. He's not making that like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he probably <laughs> and doing like he's just he probably could. I think if if anyone could do it, maybe he could do it. But like he could he could sort of chance his arm. But I don't think it'd become. Oh, I, I don't think it would make three billion dollars. I don't think so either, and I don't think it's gonna get any type of hype like that. Like especially after fucking um, after you know Dunkirk and uh, Tenet. I don't think he's. I don't think he's gonna get the the audience like that. I don't think so. I don't think that could happen with him. He's the only one though. There's no. There's he's no. The only one. No other director that could, and his, could have that sort of. His st- previous track record is not very power. good, so I don't think he could do it. <laughs> well, he has the Dark Knight and all that stuff. People love that. It was over ten years ago. Yeah, that was before Avatar. It was before Avatar. Um, but then again, what did James Cameron... But then again, like, you know, fucking... What did, I was going to say then again, but he did make Titanic, which was, you know, how many Oscars did it win? 11. It's like one of the films that made like 11 Oscars. It was huge. It was in cinemas for like a full year because people kept going to go see it. What do you mean? That that film was in cinemas for like a year or something like yeah, that. No, it was yeah. like in cinemas for ages. But like what I'm saying is like, um, you know what did what what did James Cameron make in between? You know, making Titanic and Avatar, and I can't I don't know if there was he really anything. anything. Yeah, his, it was Avatar was his follow up to Titanic, which doesn't make any sense. But I think that, that maybe that was part of the reason why it was so popular as well. The return of Cameron, yeah, to yeah. The fucking Titanic big two on Pandora, and now the new Avatar is going to be released what fourteen years after the first one. Just incredible. Like that's going to make. F- like, imagine that goes and makes, like, $5 billion. Is that a real film? Well, Avatar Dude, 2. Does that actually exist? Avatar 2, 3, and 4 have already been shot. I oh, man, already... I heard that 10 years ago. They've already been shot. Ask them. Ask them yourself. I, I'm, I, I, man, if Avatar 2 actually does come out, I will be amazed. I'm convinced that film doesn't exist. <laughs> it's coming out in two years. It's already been shot. It's there. James Cameron, what's he been doing for the past, what, 12, 11 years? You know, without what does what does Avatar two look like? This one's shot underwater, so that's that's the gimmick this time. It's shot underwater on Pandora. What do you mean? It's shot underwater. It's shot underwater. Is is that? It's just a film that's shot. On, is that the gimmick? That's the gimmick. Yeah, it's shot underwater. What does that mean? What does that? I don't add know. To a film? I don't know. Ask him. <laughs> Ask him. I don't know. I don't know the details, but it's shot underwater anyway, and that's his cool. thing. It's like we're shooting underwater this time. It's pretty pretty groundbreaking. That's gonna Man, be he 4D. loves water. It's going to be in Shrek 4D. <laughs> you're going to smell the water. Yeah. You're going to drown when you go to see this to, film. You're going to have to smell the Navi's dreadlocks. You're going to have to learn to swim to be <laughs> to go see this film. <laughs> but even if, like, I don't think we would get uh, something like that because, like, you know, it has to be a fucking franchise. Like, for the only film that could break that uh, Avatar's record is a film... That is like the final chapter in a franchise that's been going on for twelve years or like fucking eleven years, whatever, mm. with multiple films backing it up. Yeah, and with about a billion dollars in marketing. And even at that, they had to fucking release it stick, twice. Release it twice, and the cast that they have, she like fucking Avatar had um nobody. like nobody had Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> that's yeah, it. Zoe Saldana, <laughs> that's it. And your man, but he's not in anything anymore. What the fuck is his name? Who? 
He's in Clash of the Titans as well. What's his oh, that was his, that was his first film. Yeah, that's his first film. And it has um, the the Hispanic one. What's her name as well? She's just like the oh, bad, the badass girl and she's, everything. Yeah. Like, she's in fucking Fast and Furious. Like, the film didn't have, like, star power. It mm. just had special effects. And that is it. All that it had was special effects. And that was enough to break it. Because like it's not like you know an incredibly uh, original story or anything like that. It's just this, it is literally as you said, it's the spectacle. Yeah, it was like a circus. People line up to see the circus, see the freak show, and see something new. And you know, yeah, see something new, something new, something startling, startlingly original. Except it's only the visuals, you know. Whereas mm. no, no one lined up for Endgame to see. It's like, oh, whoa, this has never been done before. Because everyone had literally seen Endgame about forty times already, you know. Because <laughs> that's that's all Marvel movies are, just the same thing again and again. But like, like Avatar was like, "Whoa, I've never seen this before," you know. Yeah. Yeah. No offense to our Marvel about, stands out there. What do you think about Avatar? Like, uh, uh, have you rewatched it? I haven't seen it in years. Oh, I haven't. I haven't rewatched it in ages. I, mean, we, I think we have the DVD, but I watched it like twenty twelve or something, and like just never yeah. picked it up again. But I'm pretty sure, like, if I watch it now, I say it, I don't even say it holds up. I can't imagine the special effects actually do hold up. I guarantee you, their faces look really weird. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, I've, I've seen a few clips recently. I, I didn't seem that out of place. But, like, you know the way you see clips from Planet of the Apes? And mm. the, the rise of the Planet of the Apes, which is 2011, doesn't, it sort of doesn't really hold up. Like, it looks grand, but it's you can still see it's CGI. And there's certain yeah. parts where it's clearly like a man in a suit dragging people around. But like Avatar is like, it's more uh, like the whole thing is CGI. So it sort of, it works. It's more of an animated movie almost. So Yeah, but I feel like fucking Sigourney Weaver's Navi face yeah. looks really weird. Because I'm pretty sure it looked weird back then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm it was just, anyway. it was just slightly too similar to what her actual face looks like. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Oh God! Yeah, James Cameron's gonna pull out of the bag again. I tell you that. Maybe he will. I hope he. I mean, you know, if he shows something new, wait, different. didn't he do? He did Akira, actually. I think, or was that he was producer or something on Akira? Akira. It was like what's it called? It's like one of those. No, wait, Alita, Alita. Oh, Alita, uh, Battle, Battle Angel, Angel yeah. or the fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen that. Is there any mm. use or what? I don't. I've no idea. That's like a French comic book or something. It's not even... I don't even think it's Japanese. Yeah, yeah. But that was like one of his uh, passion projects. But apparently it was, yeah. it was shit. It apparently was shit. Apparently it wasn't even that good. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but he's mad for the ocean. He's like one of the only people that have been like... to like the bottom of like the, some trench or some shit. I don't know. He's been like... He's like the mad Mariana for the ocean. Trench, yeah. He's, he's, yeah. he's actually on the Titanic. Mm. He loves the ocean, he does. He loves exploring. Mm. So it makes kind of sense that Avatar 2. The Titanic shows up. It's like, it's all coming together. Now, that would make $5 billion. That would make... <laughs> man, I would see that like six times. <laughs> happen. And you imagine if you just say, the Cameron extended universe. Yeah, yeah. It's all it's all like aliens show up as well. It's like <laughs> Titanic has been transported into this like, oh, alternate universe. Oh shit, I forgot universe. that he did aliens. Yeah, aliens, yeah. It's all it's all part of one like sort of slip universe where all these things exist in the same space. That would make billions. 
Guarantee you. Man, imagine he made like, like you know, James, like the Avatar James, falling in love with a xenomorph on the <laughs> Titanic. And then they have sex on the poop deck. I'm telling you. We're not millions, Mark. Trillions. James Cameron. Trillions of beans. He will revive the co- economy post-coronavirus. I'm telling you, James, get on to me. I, I'll, may, I'll, I'll sell you the rights to this. <laughs> <laughs> this idea that I just had. <laughs> About his movies. <laughs> About his movies. <laughs> and look, I know that Battle uh, Lalita... Battle of Battle of Leader. Battle that piece of shit film is called? Battle of That's another another idea. Battle of Leader. <laughs> I know it's your passion project. Uh, we can show her in somewhere, James. Don't worry. We can we can we'll make her the captain, and it'll be shot underwater and outer space. Yeah, and Terminator Two as well. The Terminator is also being. Oh, sweet! There we go. <laughs> there we, this this film writes itself. It's coming together. Uh, um, reminder of um, what the uh, the recommended film for next week is, Mark. Recommended for next week is Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal and Peeping Tom by Michael Powell. Uh, two wee films, quite related. A lot about mm. cameras and film itself. Both worth Similar the watch. Themes. Peeping Tom is like you can find it online or whatever. Nightcrawler. It's on uh, YouTube. For you know, Peeping rental. Tom is. Yeah, for rental. If. Oh yeah, yeah. If um, you want to pay to watch that film, you if know. you want to pay, it's worth. It's do worth what you few, want. <laughs> uh, yeah, do whatever you want. Um, and then Nightcrawler is on Netflix. Mm. So give them a look. Have a look. Give them a. We'll give them a Discuss them next week. A lot of themes coming on next week. A lot, a lot of thematic. Analysis. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Can we? All right. We leave out that then. All right. Sign error. Signing off. Goodbye, everyone. Uh, hopefully this week. film. Hopefully this episode actually makes it out, and the world is still around. And you know, hopefully America doesn't have a coup. <laughs> Good night. God bless. Good night. God bless. See you.